The Bible never claims that the life of a Christian will be easy. In fact, we live in an uncertain world with daily challenges and struggles. Regardless of the challenges we face there is one place we can always turn for answers and that is the Word of God. Welcome to the Driven by Faith podcast, associated with drivenbyfaith.blog, your source for faith-based perspectives on everyday topics. Now here is your host, Ben Sharkey. Hello and welcome to the Driven by Faith podcast. I am your host, Ben Sharkey. Hey, if you haven't already, visit the website at www.drivenbyfaith.blog. Also, check out the social media platforms. We're on Facebook at Driven by Faith One, Instagram at Driven by Faith Zero One, Twitter at Driven by Faith Three, TikTok at Driven by Faith One, and you can also contact us at Driven by Faith Zero Zero One at gmail.com. Hey, and if you're interested, we now have merch. Just go to www.teespring.com forward slash Driven by Faith. There you'll find t-shirts, hoodies, cell phone cases, coffee mugs, and a few other really cool things. Also, if you would like to support the blog or the podcast, go to www.drivenbyfaith.blog and check out the support page. In addition to the merchandise, there's other ways that you can help support this endeavor. So today we've got some pretty cool things going on here. If you remember in the last episode, I brought out a new segment that's more solely for prepping. A um, little bit different than just reading the blog post. It adds just kind of a little flair. Maybe just something kind of interesting to, you know, pique your interest a little bit. Well, today's topic is just simply going to be the basics of survival. Just the basics of what we need to be able to survive in a survival situation. Also, I'm going to give you an update on my own health journey because that's what I talked about last week. And I even said that I would keep you up to date. So we're going to talk about how much weight that I've lost or gained and the current changes that I've made to help with that specific endeavor. Um, And then today's reading is, again, going to be from the What is Love series. And we're going to talk about jealousy today. Um, And in that... We're going to discuss what Paul meant by not being jealous when the Bible says God is a jealous God. For some people, that can get very confusing. And rightfully so. Context is so important. Um, We're going to have some minor changes to the format, so things are going to start sounding maybe a little more raw. And that, I don't know if that's a good thing yet or a bad thing. But the podcast is no longer going to be fully scripted. Um, The way I had it for the last few episodes is everything was fully scripted, word for word. And sometimes that seemed obvious, sometimes it didn't. But I'm going to try to make it a little bit more raw. I just have notes now. I'm just going to kind of go off the notes and just kind of fill in from there. So we'll see how well that works. Um, So it may be shaky at first, but hopefully it will improve. Uh, Some things we've got going on with the blog. So, if you're enjoying the What is Love series, feel free, go to the blog, www.drivenbyfaith.blog, and you can read the full What is Love series. The whole series is on there that we're reading through in this season of podcasts. Uh, The current series that I'm working on is called Lies, Twists, and Deceptions, 
And that deals with a lot of legalistic practices, um, more specifically to the United Pentecostal Church International or just general apostolic Pentecostalism. Um, some of the posts that are up there right now deal with some of the false doctrines, such as the way they practice speaking in tongues. Um, one subject that isn't necessarily denomination specific, but is on communion. Um, so there's just a lot of really interesting con content in that series. And the goal is I try to bring the, I try to make those doctrines and bring them to light using scripture in its proper context. Um, there's actually even a specific writing that deals with understand how to understand scripture in its proper context. So feel free, go check that out. Um, the lies, twists and deception series will be on the podcast, but that will be in the second season. Now, something that's going to be really cool and really different with that series is I've already have guests lined up. So the content will change a little bit and they're going to come and give their take on their own experiences inside legalism. So that ought to be a lot of fun. It should be very interesting and hopefully it will be helpful for some of you. Also, something that I'm working on starting in that season is a vlog and live stream for the driven by faith blog. Um, so that's probably going to start in the second season, um, hopefully at the beginning. So everything can just kind of tie together nice and smooth. Prepare, survive, thrive. All right, so in a survival situation, and this is going to deal more with wildland survival situations, um, you're going to have five basic needs that you're going to have to address. Fire, shelter, water, food, and security. So let's start with fire. Why do you want fire? Well, for a few reasons. One, you're going to need to be able to purify water. Um... We'll talk about how to do that later. You're going to want it for cooking. You're going to want it to stay warm. Fire is also going to act as a deterrent for predators. And in addition, it's also going to help you be able to signal for help. So if you have people that are looking for you, it's going to draw attention. And that's something you're going to want. Um, shelter. Why do you want shelter? It's going to protect you from the elements, such as rain, the sun, snow, wind, etc. Now, water is going to be crucial also. You can live up to three days without water, depending on the climate. Um, if you're in more desert area, it's you're going to be able to go less time. So water is going to be in the of the utmost importance. Now, one of the things you want to address is water purification. The importance of that, such as in the Rocky Mountains where you're dealing with beaver, there's a disease called Giardia, and that's going to really hinder your ability to be able to survive. So you need to be able to take care and purify the water. You can do that using either certain types of filters, such as a Sawyer Mini, which is a really, really cool filter that you can purchase. They're relatively inexpensive. And they will filter even the smallest microbes. Uh, I believe it's up to 100,000 gallons that that water will filter. And you can just suck it right from the stream using that filter. It's awesome. Or you can utilize homemade filters. Now, you want to look up how to make these filters. 
But something to remember when you're using a homemade filter is it's going to get a lot of the larger particles out, but it's not going to get rid of bacteria. Um, you can use purification tablets. Again, you might want to use at least a homemade filter to filter out the larger particles. Boiling is probably one of your best bets is to boil the water. That's one of the reasons you're going to need fire or some sort of a heat source. Now, in some instances, you can actually dig for water. And in those instances, the water that you dig from the ground is usually safe as is right then and there. Another need you want to address is food. You can normally go for up to three weeks without food, depending on your health. Again, this is going to depend on where you're at, what kind of terrain it is, what the climate is. So there's a lot that's going to go into it. Um, you need food because obviously it's going to be necessary fuel for your body if you're self-rescuing. What is self-rescuing? It's hiking out on your own. It's you trying to get yourself out of the situation. But you're also going to need to be able to sustain yourself if you choose to hunker down and wait for help to find you. Um, some ways, if you're in the wild, to look, get food is through hunting, trapping, or fishing. So those might be some skills you might kind of want to look into. Um, another source is wild vegetation, which isn't a bad thing. And in fact, you can't rely on just hunting and trapping and fishing alone. You need to be able to have some sort of um, vegetation in your diet to help prevent certain conditions, such as scurvy, which is a lack of vitamin C. Now, when it comes to the wild vegetation, you need to be mindful of your, the local vegetation in that area. You don't want to get a plant and eat it that's going to be toxic to you. You're going to make your situation much worse than what it already is. So, if you don't know if it's poisonous, play it safe. Don't eat it. Next is security. Now, the whole purpose of this is to keep you and your supplies safe. Remember, whatever supplies you have, you only have a limited amount of supplies. If you're in a survival situation, you're not just going to go to the nearest Walmart and pick up more supplies. What you got is what you got, and you need to be able to protect it. Um, some elements to work towards for, for security is shelter. As we discussed, shelter is going to protect you from the elements, but it also gives you a barrier of security. Fire. Remember, fire can be a deterrent for predators. And then also weapons. Even if they're pr primitive, sometimes if you just find a big old thick stick, carve a point on it, you have a little bit of a spear, you have a weapon to be able to defend yourself with. Now enough on the prepping aspect. Now let's talk about the health progress that I've made. So in the last episode, I believe that I reported a baseline that I was at 227. Um, as of right now, as of this recording... I'm now down to 225 pounds. I've lost two pounds, which is awesome. I've also recently incorporated exercise into my routine. Um, primarily, this exercise is cardio, though eventually in time I'm going to introduce some weightlifting to it. Um, I'm also getting ready to start introducing some more aerobic type for range of motion to help with some issues that I'm having. So, now as far as the diet progress... It's slow going. <laughs> it's definitely improved. Um, my carbon intake has reduced, as I said that I was trying to do. 
And on top of that, I'm really focused on listening to my body to when it's telling me that I am full. That is crucial to the weight loss that I've had to this point. So enough of that. Let's go ahead and get to today's reading. What is love? It is not jealous. Warning, the following contains some mature discussion. Parental guidance is suggested for those under 13 years of age. Love is patient, love is kind, and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7, NASB. Jealous. Adjective. Feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages, or feeling or showing suspicion of someone's unfaithfulness in a relationship, or fiercely protective or vigilant of one's rights or possessions, or God demanding faithfulness and exclusive worship. Jealousy is mentioned numerous times throughout the Bible in a number of different contexts. In the story of Joseph, his brothers become jealous of the favor he has with his father. In turn, their jealousy leads them to the wicked act of casting him into a pit and eventually selling him into slavery. A wicked reward for a wicked act that holds no value in God's kingdom. They later are led deeper into sin by falsely informing their father that Joseph was killed by a beast. When God provides Moses with the Ten Commandments and renews his covenant, he says in Exodus 34:14 NASB, For you shall not worship any other god, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. The context becomes completely different than that from the story of Joseph. There are people that are confused by this, considering that love is described as not being jealous. So what exactly does that mean? That's where the context becomes critically important to fully understand what Paul is saying to the church of Corinth. There are two types of jealousy. There is righteous and unrighteous. Righteous jealousy is when you covet something that rightly belongs to you. An example being our worship to God. He is entitled to our worship and unwavering soul allegiance because, simply put, He created us. He owns us. We are His, made by Him, in His image. Another example of righteous jealousy would be in regards to marriage. My wife is my wife. She is not the wife of another man, nor am I the husband of another woman. According to God's design, 
marriage is designed to be between one man and one woman. Paul states in 1 Corinthians 7-2 NASB, But because of immoralities, each man is to have his own wife, and each woman is to have her husband. If I step out on my wife and sleep with another woman, then my wife has every right to become jealous, and the same would be true the other way around. So what is unrighteous jealousy? Unrighteous jealousy has its own word. It's envy. Envy is defined as the following. Envy. Noun. A feeling of discontented or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. Your neighbor's wife looks like a supermodel, while you consider yours to be plain Jane. Are you jealous? You were up for a big promotion at work, but it went to the other guy. Are you jealous? Your wife's job pays better than yours. Are you jealous? If you experience jealousy over something that does not rightly belong to you, then how is the love of Christ manifesting through you? This type of jealousy has led many to sin and continues to do so. The story of Joseph isn't the only example. Let's look forward to King David. When he saw Bathsheba, he knew he wanted her and used his power wrongly to have her. He then sends her husband off to war, ordering him to the front line of the battle to make absolutely sure that he was killed, thus effectively eliminating any chance of competition for a woman he had no right to have. How is this pleasing to God? How is this showing God's love? Let's also not forget that David was described as one after God's own heart. That alone shows that none of us are immune towards experiencing this problem of the heart. In our current society and culture, unrighteous jealousy is becoming more of the norm. Many often feel like they are deserving of things and services without working for them or earning them. It's a false sense of entitlement. This describes the first definition of the word jealous that was previously listed. This particular form of jealousy is exactly what 1 Corinthians 13.4 says love isn't. This is something that we are to be cautious of in our own hearts. However, what if I told you that we are called to let go of righteous jealousy as well as the unrighteous? There are laws in the Old Testament that would have allowed for righteous jealousy to be considered okay and justified. However, since we have the gospel in the New Testament, we are now under God's grace by the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ. Further, we are also called to extend that same exact grace to others as it is extended to us by the Father. Matthew 6, 4, NASB For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. That means to forgive even when it's undeserved. Let's face it, none of us deserve it. In essence, that is also to let go of all jealousy as well as strife. If we have any jealousy dwelling within us, 
then the love of Christ that we are supposed to be known for is not being manifested. Instead, we become known as hypocrites. We lose all credibility when trying to minister to unbelievers. Unless we humble ourselves to this reality, we become like the Pharisees whose yeast Jesus warned about. However, the reality is that we are still imperfect, fallen creatures which the Bible says fall short of the glory of God. We are already unrighteous but are called to strive for righteousness. We are to do this through the gospel of Jesus Christ, for he said, I am the way. Do you have a problem with jealousy? Search yourself. Ask God to search your heart. Ask him to reveal to you where you fall short. We can't fix what we can't see. Ask God to help you overcome the jealousy of your own heart so you be can become a living testimony of God's love, a love that all Christians should be known for. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, please share it, comment, and rate it. Remember, you can contact me at drivenbyfaith001 at gmail.com. Also, remember, follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All of the links can be found at drivenbyfaith.blog. Also, check out the merchandise, www.teespring.com forward slash drivenbyfaith. Again, if you want to support the podcast and the blog, check out the support page at www.drivenbyfaith.blog. Until next time, love y'all. God bless.